0: Hello, sons of God. I believe your evening is going well so far. So let me spice it up with our teaching tonight. Welcome. I'm your host, Josephine Hild. And even wherever you are and whatever you do, I pray in the name of Jesus that your heart is ready to receive this truth. I pray that this truth will free you, will strengthen you. And I pray by knowing this truth, you shall be able to walk in the newness of life, which is of your Christ identity thank you and welcome so today i want us to look at faith 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 it is important that we understand what faith is because we are saved by grace through faith so grace is what god has done grace is all that pertains to life and mankind okay grace is all that pertains to what god has done to mankind right now Grace is all that explains of the relationship that is between God and man, it is gracious, it is peaceful. So, after grace, what next? We receive by faith. All that pertains to life and godliness, the life of God, the spirit of God, the wholeness of God is already provided. Even in Titus, Paul said, the grace that leads to salvation has appeared to all men. So the grace of God is, is in all men, is is You know, it's being enjoyed by all men. If you look at the life of so many of us, there are so many things you have done, there are so many things that have happened. Even a non-believer sits down and they ask yourself, you know, after all that and i'm still here and they can really tell there's something there's god even though they don't know him and they don't acknowledge him they can tell that there is god that is grace now how do we receive the gifts of god by faith now it is important that we understand what faith is so what is faith i want us to go together to the book of hebrews chapter 11 let's read step by step and from our reading Even as your eyes of understanding are being enlightened, tonight you shall understand who faith is or what faith is. So in Hebrews 11, let's begin from verse 1, it says, Now faith, (coughs) sorry, faith is a reality. Other versions say substance. I'm used to KJV which says substance. Faith is a substance of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. KJV says, faith is a substance of things we hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Today I'm using Holman's Christian Bible. And let me read it again from it. It says, Now faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. Let's continue. I want you to pay attention. For our ancestors won God's approval by it. Other version says the elders. So the people of the old. You know, they, they, they receive their testimonies from this faith. Then it says in verse 3, By faith... We understand that the universe was created by God's command. Now, listen, this scripture is, is talking in regards to the people of the old. Let's begin, verse 1, it says, to them, faith was a substance. To, to them, faith was something they were holding on for, with, with an evidence of a real thing. You know, it was an evidence, it, was, it wasn't a reality, it was a substance. Then he says, it's from this faith that they obtain good testimonies with God or approval with God. I want you to pay attention. Then he says in verse 3 that the universe was created by this faith. But now look at you. I want you to look at yourself in, in, in a different light, in the light of the finished works, in the light of the covenant you are in, in the light of the fact that you are in Christ. You are born of God. The spirit of God dwells in you in the light that you are living after the cross, these people lived before the cross. These people, to them, Christ was just a substance. These people, to them, the things they hear today, they were too huge and too amazing for them because the Spirit of God never indwelt them. He only came upon them. But you, son of God, you are born again. In fact, them, they called God Jehovah and Shama and all those Jireh and Yahweh, because, it, 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 yeah, it, God to them was a substance. God to them was actually like a substance. He hadn't been revealed to them because because God is only revealed by Christ. That's why Jesus came in the flesh to manifest, to reveal, to show God to mankind. Now this same God dwells in you by the Spirit. Meaning their definition of faith, their definition of these things or their understanding of these things should not be the same as yours. The way they called God Jehovah, you do not call God Jehovah. Why? Because they were so distant with Him. You are one with Him by the Spirit. So He is your Father. Paul says to us in Galatians, God has sent His Spirit of Sonship in us, or the Spirit of Adoption. So we cry to Him as Abba, Father, Daddy. So there is a very big difference between us and them. To them, faith was a substance. To you, faith is a reality. And then he says also in verse verse 3 that we we are saying that the universe was created through through this faith by this faith. Now you as a new creation, you understand. John tells you in the beginning was the word. He tells you so much about the word. He says in him all things consist and without him nothing exists that was made. He says in him all things consist. Paul comes to tell you in Colossians 1.16, all things were created for him, through him, by him, who, Christ. So who is faith faith is christ faith is not a feeling or a power or something somewhere faith is the christ in you faith is the christ in you is the hope of glory to them faith was a substance you faith is a reality to them faith was something they could describe as strong or weak or high or low but to you faith is perfect Paul says in Galatians 2:20 I no longer live it is the Christ it is the son of God who lives in me it is the son of God who lives in me it is the Christ who lives in me who is Christ it is the faith of God so what is faith faith is Christ We need to understand what faith is or who faith is so that we can be able to manifest him. So many times people will tell you, I am sick, I'm in pain because I don't have strong faith as yours. You see, the moment you start saying I don't have strong faith as yours, you are denying yourself of things that have been been put in you. You have the faith of Christ. There is no believer in this age who has a bigger faith and a smaller faith. There is none who has a stronger and a weak faith. We all have one faith. Let me show you again in Romans. We'll come back to Hebrews. In Romans, Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, very important scripture. Let me show you Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Let's read it together. He says, verse 3, For by the grace given to me, this is Paul writing to the Romans, For by the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he should think. Instead, think sensibly. As God distributed a measure of faith to each one of us, God has given each one of us a measure of faith. As in, God did not say, you will have a bigger faith, you take a small faith, you take a dot faith. No, God has given us all a measure of faith. What did Paul mean here? He meant when you received the Spirit, you received faith. Why? Because in Galatians chapter 5, the same Paul says, and the fruit of the Spirit is, faith is among them. So whenever any human being hears the gospel and they believe, the first thing that God gives them is the spirit, and in this spirit is faith. So who is faith? Faith is the spirit of God in you. Is it anywhere written that God gave some bigger spirit, some smaller spirit, or some spirit in 50%, some in 70%? No, we have the same spirit. We have the fullness of God. There is none of us who has a bigger percentage of God than the other. All believers, we have the fullness of the Godhead in us. We all have the faith of Christ. We all have the Spirit of God in us. So what is the difference? The difference is in the knowledge. When when you say you you have stronger faith than me, actually you mean you know know more about your Christ identity than I do. You don't mean that they have bigger faith. No, they don't. They only know more about their identity than you do. We all have the same measure of faith. We all have the perfect faith of Christ. Let me show you something else in Ephesians chapter 4 that unifies us in this faith. Ephesians chapter 4, Paul writes to us in Ephesians chapter 4, very important, listen to this. There is one body and one spirit. There is one body. What is one body? One body is all of us believers. We are the body of Christ. We are one. Even though different members doing different things, we are one body. And one spirit, which is this spirit? It is God himself, the Father. Just as you are called to one hope. All believers, all men in Christ are held together by one hope, the hope of sonship, the hope of of the heirs of God, the hope of the inheritance, the hope of the putting on of immortality, one hope. We are all heading there, being glorified, being made one in Christ, even physically. He says, one hope at your calling, one lord who is our lord jesus christ there is no lord there there could be so many other lords out here but we are in this faith for one lord who is jesus christ who has the name that is above every other name and at the mention of his name every knee shall bow because he's one lord over all then he says what one faith i wanted us to read that part one faith he didn't say Two faiths, it didn't say three faiths, it didn't say higher faith, lower faith, it didn't say center faith, I don't know side faith. No, one faith. One baptism. The baptism that, that that we put on them, that we put on Christ. You know, when we put on Christ, let me read it again. There is one body and one spirit, just as you are called to one hope at your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. In fact, he goes on to say in six. One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. So everything in God is one because it is Him, because it is the Spirit. The Spirit is not divided. The Spirit is not higher and lower. The Spirit is one because He is God. So we all have one faith. We all have one wisdom. We all have one mind of Christ. We all have the same power, the same strength. We are co-heirs with Christ. All that He has, all that He is, we are. So what is the difference? Why do people sit down and say, you have strong faith, you have good faith, the difference is in- the knowledge. A man that knows himself as being Christ will surely manifest the greatness of God. But a man who doesn't know will beat himself up and say, you know what? I don't have faith to overcome this masturbation. I don't have faith to overcome this pornography. I don't even have faith to overcome this headache. That is not true. You are denying your identity. Saying I have no faith is like saying I have no spirit which is a lie. You have the spirit of God in you in full measure. So what is faith? Faith is the Christ in us. Faith is who we are when we believe the gospel. And how does faith come? You know, so many times we just think that any human being on earth has faith. Even you'll hear in secular writings and knowledges, they'll talk of faith, they'll mention of faith. But you know the truth is, there is no human being on earth who has faith without the Spirit, because faith is a gift, is a gift of God. No person has faith on their own. No. Faith is the gift of God. It is God who gives this gift. And how does it come? In Romans chapter 10, verse 17, let's just read it. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, "So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the message about Christ. I love when KJV says, Faith comes through hearing and hearing of the word of God. So how does faith come? When we preach the gospel, when people believe, they receive faith. How? By the spirit. Because when men receive, Ephesians 1.13 says, When you heard the gospel and you believed, God sealed you with the spirit. So what men have is beliefs. Believe is not faith. There are men who believe that, that Muhammad is God. There are men who believe that Muhammad was sent from, from God. Do you call that faith? No. So many times you, you, you write wrongly and say there are different faiths. They the faith of Islam. They the faith of Christianity. That is a lie. Faith is only of Christ Jesus. Faith is only of God. Faith is a gift of God. You can hear so many things in this world but none of them will ever give you faith. Faith only comes from the gospel. You can hear so many things and they give you beliefs. People have their beliefs. There are people who believe at night when you see a cat, that is a bad omen. They believe so. It is their beliefs. There are people who believe if you go somewhere and throw a coin in the sea, all your problems go with it. Their beliefs. That's why people go to witch doctors. That's why people go to all kinds of people. That's why go- people go to diviners and they call them prophets, but they are just diviners. There are so many beliefs. There are people who believe that Mahatma Gandhi what is his, his name is the was the most wise you know the sage the wisest of this age their beliefs those are beliefs but we know the truth that god is the wisdom of this world that is faith all that pertains to jesus christ let me specify there are so many gods in this world with small g's and big g's there are so many gods but they do not have a name They cannot even tell you this God did this and that and they manifested and they know him. But there is only one God and his name is Jesus Christ. I love the fact that my God has a name and the name that is very unique, very powerful, that is above every other name. And when you mention this name, every knee bows in heaven on earth and beneath the earth just to prove to you that this is the God that even spirits bow to. The only one who doesn't know this god is because they don't want to know him but even waters seas oceans rivers they know this god and they bow to his name now the response of a man towards this god with jesus christ it is what is called faith faith is a gift of god faith is received from hearing the gospel when you hear that good news who jesus is what he did he died for you he resurrected do you mean this and you believe god responds by sealing you with the spirit and the fruit of the spirit is faith among the others so faith is a gift of god faith only comes from god there is no man no woman who has their faith independent of god let no one lie to you There are no different faiths. there is only one faith which is christ jesus christ in you the hope of glory So through this faith, we live and we move and have our being in Christ. Let me tell you, God is spirit. You don't see him with these naked eyes, have you? Even though Jesus was on earth and many people saw him, you did not see him like this. But by faith, we see him. Faith is the eye through whom we see God. Faith is the power through, through which we experience God. Faith is the connection through which we connect to God. Faith is the system or the move or the, or the car or the vehicle through which God moves faith. That's why without faith it becomes impossible to please him. But how can you please him without faith when you don't even have the faith of God? Faith comes from God. Faith is a gift of God. Faith comes from hearing the gospel. And everyone that has believed in Jesus have the same faith. Son of God, wherever you are, I want you to put on this mind. I have the faith of Christ. I have the perfect faith of Christ. There is nothing wrong with my faith. It's just knowledge. The only problem with you is just knowledge, not faith. You cannot say my faith is weak. You are letting Jesus... You are actually lying about Jesus. The same Christ who called Lazarus from a tomb. I want us to use this example. Imagine Jesus coming and knowing in that tomb there is a dead man. Look at that confidence. And he doesn't even tell people, go away, give me a moment with this dead man. Just go give me some privacy. He doesn't even go in the tomb to confirm, is he really there and is he really Lazarus? No. Jesus stands by the faith. You know jesus is not even bothered about all these these things he's only focused on the fact that you know what i can call him from that tomb and he can walk jesus doesn't even beg god and say oh father you know no he said thank you father thank you because you are hearing me right now and you always hear me yet for the sake of this who do not believe just let it be seen jesus never doubted jesus knew i will call that man and I want to do it not for me because me, I don't doubt my father, but for these people who are around. So what did Jesus do? He calls the name. What does, why, why, why is Jesus calling the name? By faith. Because there is power in this faith. Because this, this faith is the spirit of God who is in him. There is power in that spirit. Remember, it is the same spirit that brought the creation into existence. God was just speaking, let there be light. Where was this light coming from? Faith is the delivery system that brought the light into existence. When God was saying, let there be waters, let there be divided. What was this thing that was dividing these waters? It was faith. It is the power. It is the move. It is the delivery of God. So if you walk by faith, if you set yourself in the faith of God, then you are putting yourself on the route to the delivery of God. You are guaranteed of everything that pertains to God being yours and manifesting it. The reason why we do not see the things of God in our life is not because God failed. It's not because God is a liar. It's not because God did not hear you when you prayed. It's not because your prayers are not effective. It is because you lack faith. You doubt God. You do not believe. Faith is our trust in God. When God seals you with his spirit, he, he, your, your belief changes from not just a belief to faith. Faith is perfect. Faith is clear. Belief is just belief. It changes. It moves. Belief is weak. It is dependent on the human being. So if the human being fails, the belief fails. But faith is of Christ. Beliefs will fail. Beliefs will come and go. Beliefs will change. One day you will believe this, tomorrow you will believe that, but the faith of Christ is perfect. The faith of Christ does not change because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. So you cannot say, there are those days I used to pray and I used to have strong faith, where did it go? There are just those days where you are so religious and doing so many things. Not that there are those days that you had faith and it it disappeared. to Where? Faith is the gift of God and the gifts of God are without repentance. He does not give a gift and take back. So we have faith, the faith of Christ. Now let me show you something else in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4. You know, so many times we have so many gifts and so many names in the body of Christ. Oh, I am bishop. I am i am prophet i am evangelist but have you ever thought why god has given us this these gifts or this this these ministries or these names why do you think they are given are they for show off are they just for us to look different and better or set apart from others no we are all sons of god and none of us is higher or lower than the other we are all one it is said that we are seated at the right hand of our Father in Christ. So there is no son of God who is bigger or, or, or first born year more than the other or the last born year than the other. No. We are all one in Christ. Even when we, we, we identify ourselves as prophets, as evangelists, as teachers, as what, it is for one purpose. What? Let's see it in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. I want us to see something very important. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. He says this. And he personally gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, teachers. You see, whatever name or whatever gift or whatever office you identify yourself in the sonship, I want you to know that sonship is the highest office or sonship is the highest identity or the highest name. The fact that you are a son of God has overcome the, the fact that you are a prophet or a what. Because it is from sonship that you operate as a prophet or an evangelist or a, or a teacher. They all come from the fact that you are a son of God. So sonship is the highest office. I'm a son of God. Hey, the devils tremble. Kingdoms tremble. Darkness tremble. I'm a son of God. Just imagine you saying, you know, walking in the knowledge that I'm a son of God. hey. You, you, you are literally telling them, I am Christ. I am. Do you remember the Jesus that was here in, in the flesh? I am Him today. He's in me. I'm walking in His power and His identity. They tremble, they fall down. But if you just say, I'm just a prophet. You could be a prophet of Baal. You could be a prophet of Muhammad and Islam. You know, you could be a teacher of mathematics or a teacher of English. But if you say you are a son of God, then it means you are here to manifest Christ. So he says, and he personally gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, teachers. Why? For the training of the saints in the work of ministry. For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. The only reason God has given you that gift, God has given you that that whatever you have, empowered you in the way you are that is unique from others, is for one purpose. To equip the saints for the work of ministry. Oh my God, this is so powerful. To equip we are here to equip each other. Whatever gift if you, you have, if, if you sing so well, your singing should be to equip the saints for the work of ministry. So it means your singing or your song should be full of the gospel, should be full of truth, should be full of knowledge because we are equipping each other in knowledge. If you are a pastor, if you are a teacher, it means that which you teach, that which you pastor, it's for one purpose, for equipping the saints for the work of ministry. So many times, many pastors just pastor people and they want them to be there to be their slaves. They want to call them their sons and papa. They just want them to to, to be around, but that is wrong. You pastor them, you grow them in the knowledge of Christ, and then they go and they continue this in their work of ministry. Every believer has their ministry. Let me make it clear. The ministry in you is the Christ in you. So every believer has their ministry in them. You are a walking ministry because by the spirit of God, you are doing so many things for Christ in this world. So when we gather together and teach each other, or when you have a pastor who is training you and equipping you, it is for the purpose of you going with that knowledge To manifest christ wherever you have been put in this life whether you are a doctor a teacher a nurse whether you are an engineer wherever you are that's your ministry the ministry is who you are now you manifesting christ that is ministry ministry is not just standing in a pulpit in a church you know the places we call church and preaching the gospel or saying jesus christ is lord with a microphone no every believer has their ministry in them so everything you do in this life, in the name of the Father, you know, in the name of Jesus Christ, by the power of the Spirit, that is ministry. So the reason why we have all these people, the reason why we gather, is for us to use our different gifts to equip each other. Nowadays, we are living in an era where, we, we you know, it is even more clear, I believe, I believe we understand some things even more. Even when you read what Paul was writing, you understand it even more in your generation. So many of us believers are equipped in so many things. For example, there is a believer who has a bus, you know, like a bus, and there are believers who want to gather. So when this believer is offering his bus to carry all these believers to the place of of worship, isn't that equipping? Now imagine believers who have these things for media, these things for cameras, for videos, and everything. And then this one believer equips another to shoot a video of him preaching the gospel. Isn't that equipping? So there are various gifts. The gifts of God they are not limited to just these of prophetic offices. There are so many ways we are equipping each other. Then there is this believer who has money or land or material things somewhere, and then he's giving to these other believers so that they can be effective in their own ministry. Isn't that equipping? The same way, there is this man called Mark Zuckerberg. Whether he's a believer or not, I can tell you for sure that God has moved through him to equip us believers with Facebook. Aren't we using the Facebook to preach the gospel to all over the world? That is equipping. Open your heart, open your mind. Wherever you are, whatever you do, you are very much capable to be equipped and to equip others. We all have something that others need. We all have it. Whoever is a son of God has a talent in them that they should choose either to bury it or to trade with it and give more profits to the Father in the end. Every believer has a gift. Every believer has something that he can use to equip others. The question is, as a son of God, are you equipping others? The knowledge that you have, are you keeping it to yourself or sharing with others? The gifts that you have, the material things that you have, everything that you have, are you just using it for yourself? Or are you equipping others for the work of ministry? You see? Uh 13, he says, so why are we being equipped? Until we all reach, until we all come in the unity of the faith. Hey, I love this. The only purpose of God for all that we have, for all that we do, is for his sons. Now, I'm talking to this in regards to to the family of God, to us as sons of God. The only purpose of God for all these things, all our gatherings, all the way you go to church every Sunday or every Wednesday, the will of God, the power of God is that you be equipped to come to the unity of the faith. does it come to the unity of the faith it means to all come to one understanding that there is one god and one father his name is jesus christ and that he dwells in us by the spirit to all come to understanding that jesus is the only way to the father is the only truth there are so many theories there are so many things being said out here and they're being called truth but coming to the unity of faith is knowing that jesus christ is the only truth Coming to the unity of faith is coming to the understanding that, you know what, we are all sons of God. By faith in Jesus Christ, we have overcome this world, knowing that the gift of God is eternal. There are so many among us who still doubt, if I do this, I will lose my salvation. If I do this, God will will, will delete me. That 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 is now what it means to lack the unity of faith. Having the unity of faith is having, you know, agreement in simple things like, by faith, we became sons of God, right? By faith we overcame this world. By faith we were healed. By faith we have overcome from darkness to light. By faith we have eternal life. So what is it, the knowledge that you have, what purpose is it if it cannot help another believer understand that the gift of God is eternal? What does it mean to be eternal without end? So we are put together, we are equipped, we are blessed, we are given various gifts and, and all those things to equip each other in the work of ministry and really come to the unity of the faith, you know, and in the knowledge of God's son. Let me tell you, sons of oh God, If there is something that pleases our Father, if there is something that the Father wants, if there is something that the Father is doing in this generation, open your eyes and see. Is knowledge. Knowledge. Knowledge is everywhere. The knowledge of Christ. Look on Facebook. Look on Twitter. Look on WhatsApp. Look wherever. Look on this earth. Every places. People are just giving the knowledge of Christ, consciously or unconsciously. The only thing the Father wants is we get knowledge. After we become sons of God, the only thing the Father wants is we get knowledge knowledge why because all that pertains to life and godliness i'm telling you all that pertains to god his blessings his prosperity his everything his power his might his evidence his glory you know so many times you said 40 days in the glory of god he's all those things they're in the knowledge all that pertains to life and godliness is in the knowledge son of god the people of the world say, the more money you have, the more cars you have, the more arches and what you have, you are richer. God says, the more knowledgeable you are of Christ, the richer you are. Why? Because everything pertaining to life and godliness, I want you to, to pay attention to the word life. Life is in regards to God, because Christ is the life of God, is the life of mankind, you know, is the life of God to mankind. So Christ is life and godliness godliness is everything that pertains to the nature and the identity of god the knowledge of god working at you so all this is in the knowledge because of our carnal knowledge we think life is having all those material things there's nothing wrong with that but you see all those things perish they perish how many times have you had a car or changed cars how many times have you changed houses or shoes do you have anything in your life that has stayed All these years and you're still losing it they perish they go they become small they become big they get old they die even men even people you have so many people in your life that have come and gone dying but there is only one thing that will never change there's only one thing that will never die there's only one thing that will never grow out of fashion there's only one thing that will never pass which is Christ Who is Christ? Christ is the wisdom of God, is the power of God, is the knowledge of God. He is the the God in you. So that's why the Father says, all that pertains to life and godliness is in the knowledge. Life and godliness is the Christ in you. So knowing the Christ in you, knowing your sonship, knowing your identity in Christ. Oh God, this is this is this is the riches. This is the riches that God calls riches. These are the riches that will never run dry. People can take away things from you. They can take, they can take, but no one will ever take the Christ in you. People can take everything they want from you, but no one can ever enter into your mind and take away the knowledge of Christ. If you have the knowledge of Christ, you have it. Those are the riches that are eternal. uh, These material riches, they come and go. They are good. Nobody's saying they are bad, but they come and go. But then there is this eternal riches, the mind of Christ. Seeing things as Christ does. Seeing people as Christ does. No one will ever take you from that if there is anything you should do important son of god is to look for this knowledge because we are doing this until we come to the unity of faith that we all are believing god in one way that we all are believing god in one knowledge not you saying this and this saying that we are all agreeing yes this is the father this is what he's saying this is the way we should go then he says growing into a mature man with a stature measured by christ's fullness why are we growing into this stature? Why are we coming to the maturity of the fullness of Christ? Very important. See, in 14, it says, Then we will no longer be little children tossed by the waves and, and blown around by every wind of teaching, by human cunning and cleverness in the teachings of deceit. The reason why you see false prophets, false teachers, and these crazy things, and, 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 and diviners are prospering and, and doing crazy things, and getting so many people to follow them, is because... The believers, most of the people who follow these people are actually believers. They are people who are of God. It's just that they are lacking knowledge. So when we are lacking knowledge, the knowledge which makes us to be of unity of faith, the knowledge that makes us to be of one full stature in Christ, then there is no way we will escape lies. There is no way we will escape this, these philosophies of men, these knowledges of men that are foolishness. So the reason why we stand on the unity of faith The reason why we seek this knowledge, the reason why we equip each other is until we come to the unity of faith. I am telling you there is nothing as beautiful as powerful as the sons of God coming to the unity of faith. When the sons of God are in the unity of faith, there will be no more dancing and shaking. Just be declaring a word and it is done. Imagine a nation of Kenya when the sons of God are in the unity of faith and they declare, this shall be like this, it shall not be like this, and it is done because we are of the unity of faith. Not some wavering here and there. Not some complaining here and there. Unity of faith, we agree. If you look at the, the early church in the book of Acts, how they used to gather. I love how they used to do things. They used to be so unit, unified in faith that they would gather, gather among themselves. And they would know, you know, one of us is in need. This one is in need. This one is in They would take care of each other. There was no even need of you saying, I am sick, I need to be healed, I need to be prayed for, or I don't have food, I need to be changiwad. No. They will sit down. And because they have one soul, it is written so in in Acts Acts chapter 4, because they have one soul, one faith, one mind, they will just know, this our brother needs this, this our sister needs this, and this is what we are going to do together and meet that need. The same way it should be for us today sons of God when we gather a sons of God when we have one unity of faith and knowledge We shall be able to know each other even what is troubling us even how to help us We shall be able to know even what the spirit is saying about the times and seasons For example during political times when we gather a sons of God When we have one unity of faith we shall be able to know the spirit says so about this leadership The spirit says so about these elections and there will be no arguments They'll all be collaborating and saying, yes, I believe the Spirit says so too. We don't have to have divisions in the body of Christ. We have these divisions because we lack knowledge. We are yet to come to the unity of faith. Faith is very important. It is faith that puts us together as a body of Christ. It is faith that sets us apart from the people of the world. And where does faith come from? We've said from hearing the gospel. Most of us are hearing fears. Most of us are hearing advertisements of COVID-19 on our radios and TVs. Most of us are hearing what Motahikago is saying. If we joke with this thing, if, if we treat this thing normally, it will treat us abnormally. And you've put this to be to be the message running in your mind. How will you manifest faith? We must choose. Even though we have no control over what gets into our mind, depending on the way, the places we go and what we listen to, we have the power and the authority to determine what will stay in our mind. As much as we hear all the, the advertisements about COVID-19, about mutahawikwage, these things treating us abnormally, we must put on the mind of Christ and know that, you know what, in the midst of all this, we have overcome. Because we are born of God, we have overcome this world. It is this mind of overcoming. It is this nature and life of overcoming that will give, that will share or manifest this overcoming to others. People of the world are sinking. People of the world are living in fear and doubt. We cannot afford to be like them. We are the light of this world. How can the light shine when it mingles with darkness? Can Can light even mingle with darkness? We can only be light. We can only stand out. We can only give life. Life and death have no relationship. Life always gives, always resurrects death, always destroys death. We are the life of this world. We must be careful what we listen to. We must be careful what we speak. We must be careful how we relate with others. Because we carry the faith of Christ. We carry the nature of Christ. We carry the power and the authority of Christ. We are the light of this world. I am telling you, if that light is dim, then this world is doomed. You cannot be a son of God and still replaying if we treat this thing abnormally, if we treat us, that thing. You must walk in the newness of life. Your mind should always be in the heavenly places where you are. You are not a citizen of this world. You are a citizen of heaven. You are a son of God. You are born from above. You are only here temporary. And you are not here to fit in. You are not here to, be, to, 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 to just be like them. He says, do not be... He says, do not be, trans- do not be conformed. Do not conform. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. How do we transform ourselves when we want to still feed ourselves with the things that the things of this world are feeding themselves? How do we conform when we want to fit in? Son of God, you must always stand out. You must always have a solution. You must always shine that light. You must always give life. Where there is no peace, just give that peace. Where people are dying in doubt, give them faith. For you have the faith of Christ. And that faith you give them by this gospel. There are so many situations where we are put in this life just to give a word of life. Just one word. Just one testimony. Just telling them, you know, I've ever been in this situation and I saw Jesus do this to me. Just that one word. You will leave those people full of faith, full of life. So many times we think preaching the gospel is is making noise and doing all these things. But sometimes you're just seated there and sharing about your life or just telling people just a few things. And in one word just one word of faith these people receive eternal life if only god could open your eyes for you to see how many people you've given eternal life to you'll be shocked that's why jesus said you shall do greater works most of us are doing greater works and they don't even know greater works is not necessarily raising a dead body greater works is raising the dead you know from the hands of darkness and giving them life into the son of the kingdom of god you have raised so many people to life There are so many people who have believed in Jesus just because you shared something with them. You have the power, you have the light. All this comes by us having the faith. It begins by faith. Even salvation, it has already been given, but we receive it by faith. All that pertains to God, we receive it by faith. So faith is very important. And like like I said, let's go back to Hebrews chapter 11. I wanted to clarify something as we finish this teaching. Hebrews chapter 11. Back to Hebrews chapter 11. I wanted to show you something very important. Hebrews chapter 11. I want us to go back to the last verse. We started by knowing what faith is. And Paul is giving a testimony of the people of the Old Testament, the elders, and all things they have done just by faith, not by works. Then he comes and says in 39, All this, you remember, Akina Abel, Akina Abraham, Akina Moses, all these people, all these people that he mentioned, And even some that he never mentioned. Every person, you know, in the Old Testament that ever ever walked with God or ever was in a relationship with God, you know, the way the Old Testament was, it was by faith. Then he says, All these were proved through their faith, but they did not receive what was promised. Oh, hallelujah. Since God had provided something better for us so that they would not be made perfect without... What is this Paul is saying? after giving you the testimony of these people after telling you, you know, these people they hold on to faith they, they, they did this by faith the creation was that this by faith and then he comes and tells you they did not receive the promise of God what is the promise of God? the promise of God is the Christ in you the promise of God is that by hearing the gospel and believing you receive the spirit of God the promise of God is you becoming a son in the Old Testament no matter what they did none of them could ever become a son of God because there was still sin no one can be a son of god in sin it had to be waited until jesus came and dealt with sin and brought those who were far near those who saw that by faith by the spirit people would become sons let me tell you something to them faith was a substance they hoped they waited the same paul tells us in romans can you hope for what you have seen no you hope for what you have not seen but for us we have seen christ Let me tell you, you have seen Christ. If you have believed that Jesus died, Jesus was buried, and Jesus resurrected, you have seen him. In your heart, he is alive. That's why you have believed and received the Spirit. You know the father you have seen him don't tell me you have never seen him with your eyes we are walking we are talking about faith you have seen the father in your eyes of faith you have touched your father in the eyes of faith you walk with your father daily that's why he says he will never leave you nor forsake you in the eyes of faith to us faith is a reality to us faith is christ sons of god we we have no business with seeking we do not seek we have already found in fact it is god himself who came down to seek us it is god himself who came down to reveal us to to reveal himself to us we are not kingdom seekers we are kingdom manifesters we have the kingdom of god in us by the spirit of god in us we are not the people who pray to have strong faith we are not the people who lay hands on each other so that faith will grow no we have the faith of christ sons of god what we do is seek knowledge of this faith and manifest it We are not heaven knockers Oh, knocking on heaven's door knocking on what heaven is in you having the faith of god in you means you have the heaven in you because heaven is christ we are not people who says you know seek first the kingdom of god knock find we do not find anything sons of god jesus christ found everything and he laid a table for us what we are doing is nothing on this table table called the finished works we are finding nothing we are looking for nothing. Sons of God, we are resting in the finished work. Jesus finished all. On that cross, he said, it is finished. What did this mean? These words are not just words written in your Bible. These words are powerful. This is the mind of Christ. He's telling "What you know what? Whatever separated me from men, whatever made you to be wherever you are, it is finished. Now come to me. By faith, believe in me and become my son. Then rest. There's nothing as beautiful as resting in the finished works. So many times we sons of God run up and down, religion using us and dumping us, religion using you and when you die they bury you and all they can give is a beautiful coffin and a beautiful, you know, those clothes they wear and that is a wasted life. We are not to be used. We are not to be tossed to and from. We are not to fall into the deceits of men. Oh, they are shouting, COVID is real, who cares? If COVID is real, what is Christ? If COVID can be real, just what can Christ be? Imagine, a scientist we call them scientists, sat down with a microscope or whatever, and they observed, was it saliva or or drops of what kind? And then they saw something and they called it a virus. They said, this is coronavirus, and they drew it for you. And they gave you a photo of it, and they are giving you instruction. This is dangerous. Stay away from it. Do this and this to stay away from it. The same way. This Bible has so many books, there is John, there is Matthew, there is Peter. These same people saw Jesus with their eyes. Leave alone even the the eyes of faith, now these physical eyes, they saw him. They walked with him, then they have written to you. In 1st John, John begins by saying whatever we have seen, whatever we have heard, whatever we have touched, this we present to you, so that by faith you may have eternal life. Now let me ask you, the words of this kinapita and the words of this scientist, which one is really our? Which is real? You say here COVID is real, COVID is real. So where is Christ? Which one is real? COVID is living in the air. I don't know where, but Christ is living in you. Christ is more realer. Now this is faith. Knowing that the Christ in you is realer than anything that is outside you is faith. Knowing that he in you is greater than he in the world is faith. Knowing that you are born of God, you have overcome this world is faith. Knowing that, you know, even though I'm walking in the valley of the shadow of death, there is always death and shadows everywhere. I cannot be touched by any of them because I'm walking with the shepherd. The shepherd is always walking with me. You are led by the Spirit. You are born of God. You walk by faith, not by sight. Leave sight alone. Leave these words of people alone. Seek the knowledge of God. Seek faith. Faith comes through hearing, hearing the word of God. Then seek the word of God from morning to evening when you sleep, when you sit upside down. Delight in the word of God. Delight in hearing the messages that give you faith. Stay away from fear. Many people are dying very early, very early weird deaths you know death that look you don't even understand this person was here person just fell down and died because they are hearing fear fear torments fear kills but the perfect love of god casts out fear the perfect love of god is in the faith of christ be flooded by faith listen to faith talk faith yes speak faith Many believers in this season are speaking fear and they don't know when you're speaking this fear you are killing those who are around you. Why do you do that while you are the light? Speak faith. Yes. There are so many times you'll be seated together with others and it looks so strange to just speak faith. But just speak faith. Because faith is not vain. It is the same faith that brought the creation into existence. So every time you are speaking faith you are bringing things into existence. You are creating, you are transforming lives, you are giving life. Speak faith wherever you are, whatever is happening, whatever you are going through. I want you to know the only power to make you free, the only power to trans to transform you, the only power to do anything that pertains to God is faith. He says, without faith, you cannot please Him. Imagine in the entire Bible, in the entire mind of Christ, there, there is no impossibility except one. Without faith, you cannot please Him. Imagine. And this faith is so available we are living in an era where the gospel is being preached everywhere go wherever the gospel is being preached jesus is being preached nobody will ever say they did not hear the gospel it is being preached even where there are no people the spirit is preaching gospel into men's heart how are men knowing this is good and this is evil how are men knowing there is a power beyond this because the spirit even the old man you know in ecclesiastes they said eternity is in the hearts of men then he comes and says in hebrews he has written his laws in our hearts the spirit testifies of god whenever wherever so stop thinking about these people who is preaching the gospel to them i'm telling you god is faster than you are god is ahead than you are he has already taken care of that so you take care of those who have been given to you at that moment manifest christ to them every opportunity that the father has given you it is intentional why are working it is intentional you're not there by mistake Whatever you are doing, it is intentional. I'm telling you, there is no mistake with the Father. Remember, He purchased you. Your body is His. So wherever He goes, wherever you are, it is Him actually going through you. Wherever the Father has placed you, it is intentional. Share the words of faith. Speak Christ. Speak the gospel. So that by faith, men will receive Him. Son of God, you are a carrier of faith. You are the carrier of life. Never for a moment sit down and think my faith is weak. My faith is wanting to away. Your faith is powerful. Your faith is perfect. Your faith has a name. His name is Christ Jesus who conquered death. I'm telling you, men killed Jesus. They killed him like they made sure this man is dead. They buried him in a tomb. On that day, he resurrected. The power that rose him from death is in you. That power is your faith what can't you do speak life stand strong even when it looks like everyone is against you and everyone is speaking a different language as you always know those with you are more than those who are against you for he in you is greater than he in the world never be ashamed of your faith paul says in Romans 1:16, 16 i am not ashamed of the gospel i am not you cannot be ashamed of the gospel because it is through this gospel that people hear and receive faith do not be ashamed of your faith Be bold of your faith, I am of Christ, I am born of Christ, I am on this earth to manifest Christ because that is your identity. Even as you lay down tonight, I'm just praying in the name of Jesus that this truth will make you free. I'm praying in the name of Jesus that you shall know that the faith of Christ is in you, perfect faith. Son of God, I'm praying that tomorrow or whatever day or whatever minute, that which has been stopping you, you shall overcome it by the faith of Christ. I pray that this truth has strengthened you in your inner man. I pray that you are now stronger and wiser to walk in your identity. You are a son of God through the gift of righteousness and the abundance of grace. You can only reign. You must reign in the name of Jesus. Refuse mediocre. Refuse down there. Reign in whatever relationship, in whatever realm, in whatever situation. Reign. Son of God, you can only reign. Reigning means being above of situations, not situations Not in situations engulfing you and sinking you. It is you staying, staying above situation, you know. There are so many things happening in this world, but because you're a son of God, you are staying above them. There are so many sicknesses. There are so many viruses in the air, but because you're a son of God, you are staying above them. There are so many tribulations and trials. No one is living that perfect. There is trials and tribulation. That is the the way of this flesh. But a son of God is overcoming them. There are so many worries and doubts and fear. But a son of God is walking in peace. You are sleeping in your peace. You are living in your peace. You are walking in peace. People are looking at you and they're like, they expect you to worry and be depressed. But you're reigning in the peace. Because your identity, your nature is running. And this is only possible by faith. And faith is not ignorance. Faith is not foolishness. So many times you tell people, I believe in faith, I walk by faith. And they think, oh, that blind faith, ignorance. No, those are religious things. The faith of Christ we have is powerful, is true, is real. The things we have touched, the things we have seen, the things we have heard, the faith of Christ is real. Put on this mind, walk in this identity, and be made free and manifest Christ in Jesus' name. Have a great evening and share this message, write your feedback, and write your questions. Thank you.